What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Eggler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Thursday, one more day until the weekend. We're here to talk some Packers, because that's what we do. We're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide, including wanting to let you know about the best way to obtain your Packers game tickets at Ticket King. That's right. You want to check out Ticket King. Description in this video. Link, you'll find it down below. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992. Their Green Bay location is just across the street from Lambeau Field on Oneida Street. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and are members of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. Most importantly, they are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help put groups together and offer advice. And your business is truly appreciated by each and every person at Ticket King. They are also partners with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Make sure you check out Ticket King for all your Packers ticket needs. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I get going, I got something I need to get off my chest. You may have guessed it by the title of this video, but I need this out into the ecosphere, so to speak. I need it. Maybe for SEO purposes, but I need it, people. I need to say it. That's right. Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame, people. How he isn't is an absolute mystery. And it is a damn near a travesty that he isn't. Sharp's 20-year Hall of Fame eligibility window has been closed. Yes, his candidacy basically falls to the coach slash seniors committee now. Let me just tell you this. Sharp is a three-time first-team All-Pro and a five-time Pro Bowler in his seven seasons in the NFL. In 1992, he set the NFL record with 108 receptions. Then in 93, he broke his own record with 112 receptions. Sharp led the league in receptions three times, touchdowns twice, and receiving yards twice. Why is that significant? Hmm, let's look at, oh, I don't know, Michael Irvin? who never led the league in receptions and only led the league in receiving yards once. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Former Packer James Lofton, who I love and adore, never led the league in receptions, receiving yards, or touchdowns. And he's in the Hall of Fame. You get where I'm going with this. Sharp started 112 games, finishing with 595 receptions, 8,134 receiving yards, and 65 receiving touchdowns. In the seven years he played, from 88 to 94, his 595 receptions is second in that time span. The receiver who's first, of course, he's the one who's first in everything. It's Jerry Rice. Sharp's 8,134 receiving yards was good for third in that time span. Only Henry Ellard and Rice were ahead of him. When he retired, his 72.6 yards per game average was good for second all time in the NFL. His last season, in 1994, he finished with 1,119 receiving yards and 18 receiving touchdowns, a record that was then broken only by Jerry Rice and then Randy Moss. A single-season record for 18 receiving touchdowns in his final year. You don't think he would have gone on if it hadn't been for that neck injury to do even greater things? And I hear you. I know what the pushback is already. Oh, but he had Brett Favre throwing to him. Okay, take away the fact that it was a young Brett Favre who was just figuring the game out. It wasn't even close to the MVP type far that we got to know later. But he also caught passes from Anthony Dilwig, Bud Keys, Mike Tomzak. You get the point. It wasn't some Hall of Famer throwing him the football. Ladies and gentlemen, Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. And I hope someday, I don't even expect it to be anytime soon, but someday the senior committee does it right, does the right thing, and puts Sharp in because it's absolutely absurd that he's not. Thank you for letting me vent. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Hope you're having a good Thursday. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I wanted to give somebody a shout out who, who was on before I went live. It's Pedro, I believe. Nagler, I just wanted to share with you that I secured today my tickets to see the Packers in London. I'm flying out of Germany to see my first ever Packers game. I'm so excited. Meet you in London. You better believe it. Be on the lookout. Corey and I will be in London that weekend, and we will absolutely be having some kind of meetup, get-together, some kind of Cheesehead TV, soiree, get-together, what have you. So be on the lookout. Definitely be up on Cheesehead TV. It'll be on the Patreon page. It'll be everywhere associated with Cheesehead TV information about our weekend in London. So be on the lookout for that. And also, congratulations. That's so awesome that you're coming from Germany to London to finally get to see the Packers play. And this is what I've been talking about for years when Packers fans bitch and moan about the Packers possibly playing in London because now it's actually happening and a whole nother world of fans get to enjoy watching the green and gold. I love it. I absolutely adore that you're getting to go see the Packers in person. That's awesome, man. Irving, thank you for the super chat. Can you think of one past Packer that irked you? I mean, not personally. I didn't know any of those guys growing up, but uh, or even like of recent vintage. But I mean, I assume you mean with their play on the field. Um, I remember being irked by Robert Ferguson, mostly because he was such a tease. Uh, he would show glimpses of talent and he would show uh, he would have stretches of production, but it was never consistent. It was never week to week. It was always, uh, you know, like a tease. So. That's just one. That's just one that leaps to mind. I'm sure there are others, uh, probably mostly on the defensive side of the ball. But yes, no question about it. Um, Have you ever been to Lombardi's Steakhouse in Appleton? Brett, absolutely. I used to go all the time, actually, when I was on the beat. Um, I haven't been in a couple of years, but um, yeah, been to Lombardi's uh, quite a few times. Uh, it's a lovely place. And a lot of times you'll, if you're there, you know, that weekend of the game and you go, certain you know time frames on that saturday prior to the sunday kickoff you'll you'll sometimes see the opposing team members of the opposing team coaching staff what have you uh, a lot of times they'll they'll take in lombardi's before the game uh what about mandrich he didn't he didn't irk me he just was a bust i don't know like i don't know i never i never remember getting too upset about mandrich and i kind of just I think at that point I was just so like kind of jaded. Even the fact that they got this top draft pick, I was like, you know, they'd been bad for so long and it was just like, oh, they'll screw it up. And they did. So, yeah, I don't know. I, did, I don't know why, but it never really bothered me. I mean, obviously that was in the moment. Looking back on it and you look at all the guys they could have had instead of Mandrich, that irks you. But the player himself, yeah, never really did. And I can't, I don't have a great explanation for it, but. I just like I said, I always kind of a screw. I always kind of assumed they'd screw it up, and did not disappoint in that regard. Cameron, thanks for the super chat. The Packers should trade for Kevin Durant. Massive clutch radius. Another catch radius. Sorry, another receiver in the room. Make it happen, Goot. Didn't uh, I believe uh, Devontae Adams was out there trying to get someone to do a edit with him and Kevin Durant and a couple other people? Why do people start texting me when they know I'm live? 
That's the thing. Uh, here we go. Martellus Bennett still pisses me off. Brandon, I hear you. I hear you. A lot of Packers fans are not uh, big fans of Martellus, no doubt. Mm. Clinton Dix for me. Oh, Irving, I hear that one. I hear it. I mean, there's a guy who made tons of plays, you know, but yes, he would also miss a lot of plays, miss tackles, be in the wrong position. You know, there's no doubt that, that irks him. That's a, that's a good word for it. No doubt about it. Favre Sharp would have been the Packers Montana Rice. No doubt about it, New York said. No doubt about it. Calling it now, Packers win week one, 42-17, putting the soulless Vikings in the dirt. I like where your head's at. 42? Dropping 42 the, the first week? That's a big turnaround from last year's week one. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong, but that's a big, big, big point to the stands right there. I like it. When will we finally get our Matt Flynn statue? Oh, now it is definitely the offseason. No doubt about it. Oh, Brett, bold prediction. We are in the heart of the offseason with these. Winfrey catches five-plus touchdowns this year. Brett, is that going to be for the Packers? I don't think it's like a foregone conclusion that he makes the team. I mean, I'm rooting for him, but, man, five-plus touchdowns. Damn. Too old for this. Thanks for the super chat. With Bell Boxing AP coming up, which two Packers, past or present, would you like to see box each other? That's phenomenal. Uh, Mike Daniels and Aaron Rodgers. How's that? That'd be a lot of fun. What's the biz with Live X? Hope Corey isn't burning himself out. No, he's just working. The biz with Live X is busy, which is good. But no, Corey never burns out. Uh, Corey's just running his empire, you know. You'll start seeing Corey again once uh, training camp rolls around. Don't you worry. You'll get your banky fix. I won my fantasy league using Favre and Sharp. Oz, that's how you know you're old. When you've been playing fantasy since Favre and Sharp were playing together. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. What else we got here, folks? Mike Daniels versus BJ Raji. <laughs> I like it. Uh, how about John Hadel irked me? Oh, well, yeah, I, I I can see that. Not, you know, it wasn't really my my gig, but I get it. Two Packers tight ends receive over 500 yards this season. Uh, man, I don't know. I think it's possible just because they have to switch the focus of the offense clearly, and I think you know everything is on the table, so to speak. I just have a hard time believing it with Aaron Rodgers. I think wide receivers will still get fed. I think running backs will see an uptick. And I do think he will hit tight ends a little bit more, especially if Tunyon's, you know, healthy from the get-go or at least out there from the get-go. I don't know, two tight ends getting over 500? Maybe. Bookmark it, baby. Come back, come back to it. Let me know. <laughs> Nags wanted to join my fantasy league this year. Justin, that's very nice of you, but uh, no. Uh, I am in one fantasy league every year, and it's the league that I have been in. I helped create back in, God, what was it? Year 2000, I believe. Um, we've been a bunch of friends, mostly theater people. We've been in this league forever, and that is it. I used to do more than one, but I just it's stupid when you do like all a ton of leagues, and then you're like watching one guy score, and it's good for you in one league, but bad for you in another. It's like, what's the point? So I do one team, one league, and that's it. 
Tyler Lancaster and his roller skates irked me. Man, why you got to speak ill of Tyler Lancaster? Undrafted guy, made good, gave the Packers yeoman, did yeoman's work for years for the Pack. Just, you know, was he a superstar? No. But man, he's better than you're giving him credit for. I'll tell you that. Amar, what's up, man? Hope you're doing well. Salute. Cheers. Here. She said TV to you. Hope you're doing well. Hmm. Yeah, McMahon in a Packers uniform was irksome. There you go. Now there, now th- I get that. Now that I understand. But hey, he's got a he's got a Super Bowl ring. Can't you can't uh can't deny it. William, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Split back sets, please. I was responding to Zach Cruz about this just the other day. Um, something that I asked McCarthy about the first time I ever got to interview him about why split backs kind of went the way of the dodo and he, at the time, he mentioned that, you know, so many college offenses are are run through single back sets and that most of the, you know, backs coming into the league, that's what they've, they're used to and they've known their entire kind of football lives, which I think is kind of silly. But, you know, I get it. Like, they're, they're the thing uh, that they wanted, like, you know, get the guys comfortable, what have you. And offensive offenses have evolved. Man, I think there's just so much you can do, especially now that like condensed formations are back and you've got so much motion going on. And I think you could do a lot with split back sets. So I'm with you, William. I want it. I want I've I've jokingly told the floor that you should like call more of them, but I don't think he's ever going to listen to me. And that's a good thing, obviously. Jeezy, baby, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. I want Chase Daniels agent. <laughs> I think is it Andrew Brand who always talks about how he is a. Uh, Hall of Famer in the business of football. No doubt about it. Brent Fullwood irked me. Complicated, I hear you. I hear you about that one. Uh, he had a, he had a, yeah, that just an uh, unfortunate career. Let's put it that way. Uh, did the BJ Sander pick irk you as a third round pick as a punter? Yes, Brett. I thought Mike Sherman was insane when he did it. Uh, and I think history uh, proved that I was correct. Oh, and I'm not saying I was alone because I know a lot of people thought he was insane. But, man, a third-round pick on a punter. People, just remember that. When you're bitching and moaning like you tend to do every single year during the draft, Gutekunst, Ted Thompson, they know what the they're doing at least. Like, third-round punters, people, come on. That's where we were. That's where we were as a franchise. Come on. Give it up. Dave, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. I feel like Stokes is a high leverage player for the Packers. Player development isn't linear. If he doesn't progress or has a down year, would really change the calculus for the D. That's a very interesting point, Dave. And I, I don't know if you saw the short I put up yesterday, which was taken out of my chat here, uh, the Packers Daily. But, you know, Stokes, he had a very strong rookie year, I would say. And he got thrown in probably a lot earlier than the Packers wanted to as far as the number of snaps he was given. Um but the talent's there. It's undeniable. You know, the athleticism, explosiveness, all of it, it's there for everybody to see. But I'm with you. It's not a given. You know, his stepping out there on, you know, year two, it's not given that it's going to automatically happen. You know, that year one to year two jump that everybody talks about, yes, it does happen more often than not in that time frame. But it's not a given. The player has to do the work. It's not as simple as you just show up to camp and you hit the ground running. So I'm with you. I'm very much with you. I I am encouraged. I think, again, I showed a lot of promise last year. And 
to your final point, there's no doubt about it. Things really change as far as what you can do as a coordinator, uh, what things you like to lean into game plan wise, what you do in certain situational uh, calls. If you've got guys you can count on in the perimeter and then you can really play with fire in the slot or you're dealing with, okay, you've got talent on the outside, but you've got like a Chandon Sullivan on the inside. And I'm not saying like whatever they're going to run, that's going to be the drop off, but yeah, it changes the calculation. It changes the play design, the call, everything. If, okay, what you thought was on paper and solid in, in June and July, turns out, you know, you get to late October, early November, and that guy is not pulling his weight. He's not developing like you thought he would. Yes, absolutely. It, it changes some things. There's no doubt about it. I think that is, uh, I think it's well stated. I'm only going to give this credence because I do I do love when people try to go down this road and they, it often happens on Twitter and I know it's happened on Reddit. Nags, are you an alcoholic? I was going to launch into the speech from True Detective, but I'll spare you all. Um, no, but I do enjoy a drink and people have to come to terms with who they are. And I came to terms with who I am a long time ago. I enjoy a drink. Nothing wrong with that. It's not a problem doesn't hinder my work, doesn't hinder my social life, doesn't hinder my family life. If it bugs you, I suggest you stop consuming my content or dealing with me in any way, shape, or form. But no, man, I love a drink. Nothing wrong with that. Salute. Nags, I miss catching you live, man. Been busy like hell. Go Pack Go from Brazil. What's up, Tulio? Haven't seen you in forever. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, good to see you again live. I'll be doing it every afternoon, 5 o'clock. Be there or be square, dude. If you break the NFL receptions record twice, you should probably be in the Hall of Fame. You had one job. Right, John? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you break it, and then you break your own record the next year, and you're not in the Hall of Fame? What? I feel you, man. Drink any sour beers? Eh, not really. That's more. That's much more Corey's game. Corey's much more into that kind of thing. I didn't think they had fantasy in the 80s. New York Chiefs said they had fantasies in the 70s. Uh, it's been, I mean, you had to use the newspaper, and it was a hell of a lot harder to calculate and tabulate. But, yeah, no, it was going, it was going on then. Am I going to get a Zenith watch after seeing that Rodgers promo? Brett, um, no. Uh, unless uh, Aaron wants to send me one. Hey, Aaron, shout out, buddy. You want to send it to Cheesehead TV? I'll pub it on the channel. Let me know. I'm all in. Rogers hurt toe. What's going on, man? The toe is still around, still following and liking your vids. The toe will follow you forever. P.S. First season of True Detective is legendary. Go Pack Go. It really is. And I saw, I'm excited. There's a, a new iteration of True Detective coming with a new showrunner, which is kind of fascinating. And it's going to star Jodie Foster. I'm in and it's set in Alaska. And I'm, 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 I'm excited that it's going to be back. I will say, I, I do want to take umbrage with a, um, a note, I think it was in Variety or maybe it was Deadline. Somebody wrote that, you know, as you indicate here, Rogers Hurto, this first season of True Detective was, you know, amazingly well-received. People, it's legendary, etc. And then they said that other two seasons were uh, letdowns or disappointments. No, 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 no. Season two was a disappointment. There I will get, I will grant you that. Season three was great. Just because it wasn't season one doesn't mean it wasn't great. Because it was. Ali was fucking incredible in that show. I will not allow that slander to stand. 
Uh, have you read any Packers books in the last year? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I've reread a few. I haven't really stumbled upon anything new other than Cliff's book. If you haven't read Cliff Crystal's book that he released uh, last year, we had him on uh, Packer Transplants during the season when it came out. I highly, highly recommend you get that. The Basically chronicling the 100 years of Packers history. It, it is phenomenal. Um, outside of that, I, I reread The People's Team, Mark Beach's book. Um, I read um, When Pride Still Mattered by David Marinus at least once a year. So, but, you know, the the stalwarts. I stick with those. Dave, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Favre to Sharp was the first quarterback wide receiver duo I saw as a Packers fan. Tough to top, and I am spoiled due to age. Yeah. If that's your entry level, <laughs> yeah, you are you are a little spoiled. A little spoiled. Uh, what else we got? Where did all those gray chin whiskers come from? Uh, Craig, uh, they've been here for a while. You know, it used to be I got nice and dark with like shoots of red. Now it's just white. It's unfortunate. Uh, do you think Clay Matthews eventually might make it into the Hall of Fame? I doubt it, Bryson. I think he's got, you know, a case. I don't think, uh, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be surprised if he gets in. But uh, do I think he deserves it? Yes. Do I think he will? I think it's a, not a long shot, but I think uh, it could be a while if if it is to happen. Good afternoon from London. What's up, Dale? Good afternoon from New York City. I hope you're doing well. Good afternoon. It's got to be evening there. Is it not? I would suspect. Um, I hope you're doing well, Dale. It's good to see you. I'm sorry about the time change. I know this probably messes up your whole routine, but uh, it's good to see you live here, buddy. <laughs> Oz, the 70s were tough. So very tough. You are uh, You're not kidding. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.